Listen to Ink Studs, and uh, my guest this week is uh, Anna Hefisch. Uh, Anna is uh, in Germany. Uh, I think you said you're in Leipzig. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm from Leipzig, but uh, right now I'm in, in Austria. Oh, you're in but, Austria. Okay. Yeah, yeah, for two months, but um, I, I live in Leipzig, Germany. And uh, Anna's um, latest work that folks in North America and Britain would be familiar with, or English-speaking readers would be uh, the artist, which has been uh, published on Vice, and Breakdown Press has done one book with uh, another book coming out uh, this fall or by this fall, maybe this summer. At some point, it's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> um, as well as other work that includes uh, von Spatz, uh, which is only available in German, I guess, or other. In French. In French. Yeah. Um, and uh, you also have a book from Perfectly Acceptable, um, which the name of the book I forgot to write down. Um, uh, don't, don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we should mention, uh, right before we started, you were saying you're in a huge hall for a residence there, or a big open space. Yeah, yeah, kind of. It's, um, it's in Linz, Austria, and it's... Um, it's like a whole building called like the Salzamt. It's like an old salt, like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's, yeah, like they, they, it was a huge old like salt storage or something. And now they made it like an atelier house or something. And so like a bunch of artists have like huge ateliers in here. And it's a bit obscene, I have to say, <laughs> but it, it's great. It's nothing but great. So are you going to be doing something in that big room that you're in? Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 like trying, or like no, I'm, I'm like right now I'm working on this book, a new book for uh, Perfectly Acceptable in Chicago, and yeah, like it's coming, like together but slowly. I'm still struggling a bit, like mostly with the writing, but it's it's gonna be done, I think, in a month or something. Uh, and this is gonna kind of continue 
along with what you've been doing with Don't Worry? Or it's kind of different? Uh, uh, yeah, it's totally different. I mean, not totally since it's like got to be a reason book, but uh, like content-wise, it's got to be different. It's it's a story and it's set in the 70s. Like, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, like it's it's hard to describe because it's still like very vague. Like, yeah, it, it's uh, it's part of like a trilogy. Like, uh, it's actually part two, and like part one is, is um, a thing I did for, for the new Kramers. And it's about, like, I mean, part one is about, like, the, uh, like, I don't know if you are familiar with um, Mervyn Peake, and he, he wrote um, a text called um, the, the Hall of the Bright Carvings. And it's, it's a super cool, like, three-page thing, like, out of a huge, like, like fiction novel and yeah I, I kind of made an adaptation and like kind of like made single page drawings and yeah nice. and part two is in the making now and yeah and part three like let's see when this is going to happen at some point <laughs> so well let's kind of rewind um and kind of get to know more about you and your work um I kind of became aware of your work through um, your stuff on Vice, but you've been doing things for quite a while um, in Germany, I presume, and kind of more seen in Europe. Uh, and so I'm kind of interested in what your interest in comics and kind of where you're coming to with what you want to do. Because even reading Von Spatz, um, it's very informed by North American comics. There's a lot of like subtle things you put in there. Um, oh yeah, yeah, to totally. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I mean, I, I start like when I studied art in, in Leipzig. Like, I, I started as a screen printer, or like I did a lot of printmaking. And I mean, I always read comics, but I wasn't actually doing any, like, except of like two small zines or something. And yeah, like when I was like kind of like done with screen printing, um, I, I mean, like the whole story. We have time, right? <laughs> yeah, no, we. Yeah. I'm, I'm sitting I mean, back, relaxed. If you're relaxed, let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, totally. So yeah, I. So so I was doing screen printing in Leipzig, and then I, I went to New York to work um, at K-Rock Screen Printing, like a small, um, super cool like studio in Brooklyn. And there I got to know James Turek. Like I, I lived with him, and he is. Um, like he he is a cartoonist like and do comics all the time and so I was like thinking like oh man I'm I'm so done with like screen printing in a way so I might as well just jump into comics and yeah so that's a bit of the story. At that point, what were you doing with your screen printing? Um... It was mostly like single single pieces or like small series like a bit of a narration but not really it was mostly like like one to four pieces like that would somehow fit together or like making posters for bands and yeah, stuff like this. With the, with the pieces, the non, maybe even with the, with the band posters, um, was there like a style, not necessarily stylistic, but thematic carryover from where you ended up with your comics? Mm, not, not really. Maybe just like color wise. Like I, I think I, I took that over like from screen printing to the comics but content-wise, not not really. I have to say, like I mean, like the drawings. I think if you look at my old posters, like um, 
I think there are similarities for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's mostly like color. I'm interested in in that color because you have a you have a color scheme that follows through all your work, like these bright oranges and reds. Um, has what is it attracted to you about those? Yeah, it was, I mean, when you're screen printing, you have to kind of like limit yourself to certain colors. Like if you don't want to print yourself to death. Yeah. And so I was like, it came up like before for Spatz, like because I was making this little series called uh, Californian, California. And I wanted to have these really nice, like sunny kind of like, I mean, not, not bubble gummy, but like bright colors and yeah, and then, like, because the story of von Schwarz is set in California, like, I took these colors, like, over from the screen print. Had you ever been to California? No, I've never been. Like, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge liar. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, it's, like, a, a bit like <clears throat> this author, Karl May, who, who wrote all these Western novels in Germany, <clears throat> but has never been to, like, America at all. Like, he all, like, just made it up. Like same with me with von Spatz actually, or like the the Italian the spaghetti westerns. Yeah, 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 totally. Like, <laughs> it's a good tradition. Uh, so was von Spatz the kind of one of the first works that you really dove into in kind of exploring comics, or was there a lot of like rough minis that kind of got you to that point? Yeah, no, I, I did a few zines before that, like um, a series called The Bodies, like. Um, about a cat and a dog, <laughs> like 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 tons of others other cartoonists did, and then like with James Turek, I, I drew this um, like kind of like uh, big epic thing called like destroy all lizard men, <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a, a huge like fight between lizards and birds in a, a very like in a dictatorship. Yeah, but uh, that thing is only like I mean it's out of print and it's. I still like it, though, I have to say. Like, I had a look, like, a couple of weeks ago again at it, and I thought, like, man, it's it's okay, it's all right. <clears throat> but, yeah, von Spatz was, like, my first, like, long, long kind of, like, yeah, I mean, it's it's not really, like, like a long story or something, but <clears throat> longer work, let's, let's put it like this. It's a, it's a meditation in a way. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought of it like this, but yeah, sure, why not? Well, it's got like lots of like really beautiful, quiet moments for the characters and for the reader to kind of like go through the passage of like things happening or things not happening. Oh yeah, sure, but it, I mean, of course, because it's all all set in a in a um, mental institution, so <laughs> yeah, there must be some quiet moments here and there. Um. Now the idea behind it's like a um, fictional account of Walt Disney having a mentally challenging time in his life. Yeah, like a, that's a breakdown actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you kind of stick him in this place where he's surrounded by other artists, and, and I'm interested in in that your choosing of these artists like uh you have Saul Steinberg as a character uh and Tommy Unger which I'm especially curious about <laughs> I mean they are they are just um like Walt's Walt's friends they they appear in the comic but 
not I mean they are there for sure, but they are only like referred to as Tommy and Saw, so the reader doesn't necessarily know that it's it's them. And but yeah, I choose choose chose them because um I, I thought like like it would be cool to put like the three like greatest like illustrators or like artists of the twentieth century like in one institution, like see what happens. Um, do you find for yourself like being around other artists uh, affects you art artistically? Oh yeah, for, for sure, totally. Yeah, in, in Leipzig I, sh I share a studio of um, five friends and then also next door they are like, like, like good friends who are also doing graphic design and art. So yeah, it's it's majorly important to me. I, I cannot work alone. It's it's, um, it's hard. Like like in Linz here, I'm, I'm totally alone in the studio, and it's it's quite challenging, I have to say. Do you find um, it's like having feedback in your work, or just like inspiration from seeing people, or? Yeah, totally. But it's also like just seeing other people work. Like if, yeah, if I'm just low or whatever. I mean, it's it's always like like I, I need company. That's that's like maybe the easiest or like the simplest way to put it and <clears throat> no, no and of course uh, like I'm sharing the studio with James Turek and he's also drawing comics and it's always good to like show each other like some pages and some stuff and yeah of course like, listen to music and whatever yeah tell me about uh with your characters being um anthropomorphized um like the animal yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, it was like 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 uh, recently, uh, like me and Richard Short. I don't know if you know him. Like he's also um, from Breakdown Press, and yeah. he's the creator of uh, the great Klaus magazine. And like him and me, we are shooting messages back and forth about like funny animals and like kind of like we kind of want to do like a manifesto or something. Like it's it's not not clear now what we want to do with it, but like something like. Like I had, I made some like drunk notes on my on my phone like the other day, and it said something like contemporary voices on funny animals and like, or whatever. Like it's it's like we we were asking ourselves why funny animals are not as cool anymore, and like what like ruined it or something, you know? And yeah, I mean like we we are like Richard James, like Robe Erwanen from Finland or Anouk Rika from France, like. There are so many like strong comic artists like that use animals or like anthropomorphic figures or whatever, mm -hmm. and, but it doesn't seem like very contemporary in a way. Like, and there's, I, mean, there's... I, I find it, I find it very, very cool, but it yeah. <laughs> doesn't mean anything. There's Simon Hanselman too. Oh yeah, for sure, of course. Now, um, in von Spatz. Um... I was mentioning you have like little touchstones on um, on other comics, and, and I'm interested how you kind of are putting these little things into the book. One thing that stuck out to me was um, it was a scene where I'm trying to look at my notes here, where you have like a Dan Klaus head in the sky, like that drawing. I think it's from uh, Velvet Glove Cast and Iron. Yeah, yeah, but I, I'm, I'm kind of trying to remember the page. Which one was it? Like, 
Ugh. It was just like a quiet moment, and just like it just like appeared on one panel, and I'm just like, um, what you're thinking when you're putting in these little references? Um, oh, I, I mean, I, I love quoting like famous people or like people I admire. Like that's for sure. And like von Spatz is full of of this kind of stuff. There's also like, I mean, there's this like scene where they do the falcon training like in yeah. the desert, and. I've heard about the story, like Ed Rocha, the artist, like he like made this art piece, like an artificial stone and he hid it in the desert. And there's obviously somewhere like in Nevada, a stone like made by Ed Rocha and nobody can find it or whatever. And like the stone is in one of these panels, sure. And then, yeah, I mean, like I, I really like to like visually and also like, like in words, like kind of like quote artists like I, I really admire. But it's not necessarily like that the reader has to get it or anything. It's yeah. just a, a little, like like secret joy for for myself. How does um, kind of more conceptual art work into your storytelling? What's that again? Like conceptual art, um, kind of looking at it as a storytelling, and does that kind of work into your own storytelling? Ooh, sorry, is that a big uh, one? Yeah, that's a big one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a jerk. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I mean, comics are so so non-conceptual, actually. Like, so that's yeah, that's a hard one. Like, yeah, I don't I don't know how to answer it. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'm just thinking about the way how the idea of, of an artist um, comes through in your storytelling uh, beyond just being a a character, but like the experience of an artist as a character. Oh, or like you mean like being an artist, or like why I choose artists as as characters? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like when I mean, it's it's maybe the only thing I have a clue about. Like, that's probably like really like a a topic I like. I can refer to the most, I have to say. Yeah. And yeah, I don't want to like make comics about myself, so I, I choose like like famous people or like I mean alter egos in, in in a way so do you see that the character in the uh, in the artist um not necessarily reflecting your life but more reflecting an idea of being an artist yeah totally I mean I I, I sent him through like I mean I often feel like a, a little like vicious sadist like that I'm sending him through all these horrible things like in, in the art world. And, and yeah, I hope it's, it's more universal than like just a comic about artists or something. It's like, I think it's um, like every human like wants to find some purpose on this planet and it's not that easy. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I sound like a hippie, but uh, yeah, I, I wish I could um, phrase it better, but <clears throat> I, I think like the the thing with the artist is like that that I feel for him and I, I really like him and it's like I hope he raises compassion like in the reader like wherever he is or she is. There there was one I think it was a haiku that really stuck out to me and I can't remember if it was in the artist or it was in von Spatz. Uh, I'm a bad artist. Even my drawings are crying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that, that's that's uh, Punch Spatz, yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, that's Waltz. Um, 
low, lowest point, I think, like in the institution. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, like the von Spatz clinic, like where everything is set up, is, is made for like, everything is like perfect there. It's a paradise actually for, for artists. And even there, like all of them would struggle and like, like would be like doubting themselves and like not be able to, to do anything, like except of like very like crappy drawings and shitty posters and horrible sculptures, like. <laughs> that are nothing but a cry for help or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, do you feel uh, the artist is kind of continuation of Von Spatz in a way, or they kind of exist really separately? I mean, like, of course, because I, I, I drew it, it's a continuation, but I I think they do exist, like, separately quite well, because I, I think in North America, nobody knows Von Spatz, so... That's, <laughs> that's, uh, that, I mean, it's totally fine with me. So it's, it, it should be separate. I, I have to say you were uh, apologizing for, for Von Spatz because you did the, the translations were just this little thing. I found that amazingly easy to read through. It was, uh, oh, it nice. was nice. Okay. <laughs> and I just, maybe it's the way to go, like to put the translations in the comments section <laughs> of a PDF. <laughs> it, it works really well like if it's because it, it isn't too dense like too text heavy and so i think that's a good idea for a lot of folks that are thinking of um that have different language editions of their work and they want to get a pdf out in english um that worked really well it's just a little yeah vomit, i think it's more sense than like having like the lines under underneath the drawings that always takes the rhythm out in a way, I think, like, while reading. Like. Yeah, I think, like, some of the Eastern European editions, they do stuff like that. Yeah, the Finns do it as well. I mean, it's it's great. I'm, I'm very uh, grateful that a lot of stuff has translations, but it makes it hard to read sometimes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I rather read a book than, like, a PDF on a screen, but maybe that's a good solution <laughs> what I did. Like. Yeah, no, I, I think it worked really well. It was really nice. Um and as a person that can only read English, uh, and you know, I'm hoping to interview more European folks. If if that was an option for reading their their stuff, that would be fantastic. Um, so yeah, I'm putting it out there for folks to to think about. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Use the comment for a fact. <laughs> that's, that's, I mean, that's an easy thing to do. That's that's great. You don't have to know anything about the program. That's maybe really a, a way to go. Yeah. So the artist. Um, so the artist. Um, did you originally have uh, a long story my storyline in mind, or a lot of ideas with it, or um, kind of where did that come from? No, I mean, like, I never never had a big, long storyline or anything. It was um, just, like, I, I did it week by week. Like, I mean, only, like, the first, the very first, like, two episodes were were done. And then I just went with it, just, like, on a weekly basis. And, yeah, just, like, whatever, like, came to mind. Like, I mean, I had a bunch of ideas, like, here and there, like, like written down, but... Like to formulate them and like to get the writing done, that always took a while. And yeah, I was never able to like produce like three episodes in advance or something. <laughs> um, 
it's interesting because it seems like um, at first it was just kind of it felt more gaggy, uh, just kind of funny little stories, and then you kind of at one point just completely veer, and they start turning into like these really quiet meditative pieces. Uh, and I'm wondering, like, how that worked for you. Like, are you just, like, at a point with it where you just want to kind of go in different directions and try different things? Yeah, I, I think it was both. Like, um, yeah, like, I mean, it all came from the, the online format. I mean, like, I, I know myself, um, like, how I am on the Internet. Like, my attention span is very low. And, like, when I did the first couple of episodes, like, I, I made them, like, really easy to read and like just like that it's done like maybe in like less than a minute you know like for the reader and then like people responded to it and like it, it went okay and so I thought like oh maybe I can I can put some, some weight on it and and like add, add more to it mm -hmm. but yeah it's really like more like the online thing it feels like it's in a way it's kind of a blank slate that you can do whatever you want with the character and just really explore your yeah, ideas yeah. through it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean, I, I would never expose him in, like in in a nasty way or something. Like, I I love him too much for for, for doing that. Like, so <laughs> this is completely ex excluded. But uh, yeah, but in the like field of art or whatever, you know, like um, yeah, he can like suffer through anything I want him to like go through, like. Like I would like every week, like try, like later on, like just to make his life more horrible, like to sacrifice him in a way, like, like that he's like the little Jesus, you know, like <laughs> who's like maybe like at the end, like our savior or something. Like, he has to suffer for the <laughs> sins of art. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like go going through through everything. That yeah, I think a lot of people are familiar with. Um, stylistically at that point, do you feel like you've kind of come to a place with, with your work, um, with how the artist is coming out, um, like you're pleased, I don't know if pleased is the right word, but like, I'm interested about the style you've come to with it and how that works for you. Yeah, I mean, now I, I actually got a bit tired, um, of it, like, it's not really satisfying anymore i mean like not the character itself or like the the way of storytelling it's more like how it looks and yeah it's, i i don't know what it is but uh, i feel like I, I want to change a little bit if, if there will ever be a, a season three or something like i don't know what it's gonna how it's gonna look like but i have the strong feeling that i'm a bit done <laughs> with, with, with the thing like just how, how it looks like like that's that's the thing yeah well and but, that's where i'm interested where with season two um you really go into like these some interesting spots where you kind of get back into these haikus uh or just like short poetic pieces uh but then you're also uh in the at the masthead you're touching on different art as well Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, the, the haiku pieces are like where the artist is kind of giving a, a speech. Like these were my favorite ones to to write, actually. But I mean, of course, for the sake of 
entertainment. Like, <laughs> and I mean, like, I, I never forgot that it's running on bias. And so I also, like, don't want to depress anybody, you know. It's like, <laughs> like uh, not, not, not my goal at all. And it, it would be sad, actually, if, if somebody reads the comic and is completely done, like, that that would suck actually I, I wouldn't would want that and yeah it's yeah I mean it's it's uh, a bit of a like challenge to to find a balance you know like also like with the kind of overweight episodes like how much can a typical reader or like internet user like take you know like I mean people read it on the toilet or like in the bed or, you know like in the worst like weirdest situations I mean the cell phone you always have it in your hand like I don't know what like my, my comic is witnessing like accidentally you know like <laughs> when there's a camera like going back I, I, I actually I don't want to know like <laughs> <laughs> it's like this weird uh, like the artist is watching yeah yeah I I, I mean like I, I always like tape my camera for some reason I, it's it's just I, I don't know if it's a, a real, uh, like, like fright, you know, like that people are watching you or something, but it, it's just, it, it makes me feel uncomfortable. <laughs> like, and of course, I mean, like, whenever, like, people have my book in their hand and maybe they, like, if, if it's a shithead, like, a person could beat up their girlfriend, you know, like, with, with my book or something like this, you know, like, you never know what, what, <laughs> what like, your, your, your work is witnessing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like it's it, it's very extreme, and I'm exaggerating, but uh, I, I I think about it sometimes. It's it's a bit uh, disturbing. <laughs> I have to say. That's gonna be. Uh... I don't know how to respond right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but I, I mean, these are the thoughts that cross my mind sometimes. I mean, like I'm. On the one hand, like I'm not really curious who who the readers are, yeah. you know, like because I, I cannot care about like everybody and like please everybody or whatever. But I kind of care about my characters and like you know, <laughs> and it's just like the way it's it's gonna be handled and like yeah. It, it, I mean, it I is. Feel, yeah, maybe I am alone with these thoughts on this planet, but <laughs> it's 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 bothering me a bit or like worrying me here and there. I don't think you can make yourself accountable for for your readers. No, it's, and it's, like, and it's not fair it's to not me sitting next to it, but it's 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 my I mean it's uh, like I mean when you create something and a character comes to life like I mean it, it sound like it's like a hubris I think but it feels like like I'm God, you know, like <laughs> like so, something actually moves or like uh is alive or something, you know, and then it gets into like, especially with the internet, like into the hands of weird people. How do you feel <laughs> if other people drew your characters? I think it would be fine as long as, um, like, they are in the same like spirit. I would say. I mean, like, I wouldn't. I mean, like, like the thing that happened to Paper the Frog or something like this. That that would be like my worst nightmare. I have to say. But, oh, to to uh, Matt Fury, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, I, I I like just like the most extreme form. Like, if somebody makes an artist porn, I would be very upset. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't like that. 
but then it's interesting in your own work you use uh living people as characters like with the with the fun spots and um i think you have a a a part of the artist where you have uh picasso and who are the other two oh it's like um mark chagall and um uh, Henri matisse yeah yeah but i mean i I hope i i mean that's the only thing i can hope but that it comes like like translates to the reader that i really care and admire them and like like i I really like like the characters, and I hope this translates somehow. Translates somehow. Like, it's it's not like a like a like an ironic piece or something, you know. Like uh, like I, I don't want to make fun of the characters I use. It's like I, I take them very seriously, and yeah, I, I try to like somehow transport that. Well, I, I hope it works. I mean, like yeah. <laughs> who knows? Like maybe somebody. Yours is upset at the other side of the planet, you know. Like, I don't. At, at the so. end, you, you never find out. But well, you did have uh, Simon Hanselman's owl in one strip, and I think you were nicer than nicer to owl than Simon has ever been. Oh yeah, life. I mean, I, I like owl, like, and he's. I mean, he's also a bird, so that's why he's uh, like so so good in there. And of course, I mean, owl is is a bit like the artist. I mean, just like. Like just it's it's just born in like on the dark side of of this planet, I would say. <laughs> like, like a bit bit unlucky. Yeah. Um, is the artist kind of um, like a reflection of just kind of the challenges and regrets in art? Oh, regrets. Nah, I mean challenges or regrets. I mean, I mean he he has to take the challenges. I think, but I mean he always fails, and or like I mean not always, but it's, uh, yeah, ooh, yeah, that's also a big one. <laughs> yeah, I I mean like the 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 biggest tragedy about the artist with the artist is like that his art is failing like big time, and I mean. Like he he draws snakes all the time and and I mean his art is is a placeholder for like contemporary art like it's it's like when I drew his art like I mean it's quite weird to to draw somebody else's art like fictional art in a comic you have to draw it like very like like as a very useless like thing like yeah it, like it cannot have a purpose you know and then like that the reader knows or like yeah. Like knows that must be art. Like five hundred badly drawn snakes must be art. It's like cannot be something else. And yeah, and yeah, this is like the artist's biggest tragedy that I make him do like the worst art on the planet. And of course, he's not successful with this. And yeah, but I, I think this makes it like so like not so funny but like funny in a way because like tragedy and disaster is like unintentionally funny like accidentally it is very contemporary art though where like someone you know the whole idea is this is what i do i'm the snake guy i draw snakes Mm -hmm. (laughs) i met one person where it's like they draw cats they they draw paintings with cats and Mm -hmm. you know done in a contemporary sense but that's their thing and you get right down to it They're, they're just they're drawing cats 
Yeah, and like repeating something without coming to a, a clue and like keep doing it. That's pretty much the definition of insanity, I would say. Like it's uh, yeah. doing the same thing over and over again and expecting yeah. different results. Yeah, and then not not ever like coming to a conclusion or anything. <laughs> uh, I'm interested in kind of how um, you're you've been doing this this like comic work and the comic work's been shifting and it seems like you're shifting more into kind of looking at the page as a singular thing um and less so much on like that continued se sequential does that make yeah, sense yeah T totally like i mean it, with the artist like um quitting with uh season two it, it was really just like because i got a bit tired of, of drawing comics and drawing the same thing over and over again and I mean, in comics, repetition is so necessary, but I got tired of it. And now I'm, like with the book I'm doing now, I want to concentrate on the single pages and like on the single images and really put as much as I can like in one one picture, if that's possible. I, like I see it happen, but it's, yeah, it's hard. <laughs> And I'm interested in how that kind of comes from um, kind of a con uh, contemporary background um, uh, of of looking things in that kind of singular sense uh, or objects as part of a series, but still working independently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, totally. But I mean, it's the book, so it's it's there's definitely. I mean, it, it just comes with a book in a way, like that. It's a narration and. Yeah, it's just like for me, it's like just artistically like more interesting just right now. It, mm -hmm. I mean, in a couple of months, like I, I would say the opposite for sure. But right now, it, it just feels better to care more about single, single images because like when I drew the artist on, on a weekly basis, like sometimes it was like sloppily drawn. Like I, I was a bit unhappy, but it, it was fine, and of course, it had to be sent off and stuff. But didn't really satisfy me with, like, yeah, just like the way it was drawn. Um, now, work, working in Germany uh, and having your work published in English, uh, French, German, obviously, and I think sometimes in Spanish as well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, how that helps, kind of, as a working cartoonist, um, getting out these other editions economically how that helps oh yeah it totally helps a lot but i mean at the beginning it was a bit hard because i like unfortunately i, I happened to be born in a very tasteless uh, country or nation and it's like unless somebody else proves that um this stuff is good like it's hard for young cartoonists or like artists like to like be published or something you know yeah. and so yeah, like I, I think like the Americans like they were more like reckless or like they took the risk of uh, like giving me opportunities like in many ways if it was wise or like uh, the job at Kerox screen printing or like perfectly acceptable like it's of course like in Germany like the three major publishing publishing houses in indie comics like they are great but they are fighting really hard on it like <laughs> against yeah. like 
tasteless nation. So <laughs> it's interesting because, like, I do when I do think of German cartoons, I think it's some really amazing stuff, uh, like Anka Fuschenberger and Aisha Franz, uh, and yeah. then folks that have moved to Germany, like uh, Arsene Schwun and uh, Black Spolex. They all live in. Yeah, no, for for sure. I mean, like, there's a there's a great scene, like, with, yeah, there are more names like Ewell Gordon or Sasha Hammer, Max Beiting, or yeah. Like, it's like tons of great people, but yeah, I mean, it's... But one thing that, that, that I just wanted to put out there with these folks is there's also, these are folks making really forward-thinking comics, too. Like yeah, no but I think it comes with their... the fight, I think, against... Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, the German comic reader is still, like, I mean, when I think of the normal, like, mainstream comic reader, like, it's like mostly, like, uh, sweaty perverts and and it's a bit of a, a struggle and a, a fight against it. And I think yeah. that's, that's what's making us a bit more like reckless or something like to just not be connected to any of this, you know, like not at all, like, <laughs> like some, somehow like reaching out and yeah. Well, tell, I think this is kind of good segue into the millionaires club. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. Um. Mm. Tell us about that. Oh yeah, that, that's an annual festival, like comics festival we are doing, like during the big book fair in Leipzig. That's going on anyways, and it's like ten thousand people are in Leipzig. So like we took that opportunity to invite like everybody like whose work we we really like. And I mean Leipzig is not big; it's like half a million people and like lots of artists there and cartoonists, but we felt like, oh God, like if we cannot go like regularly to America or like to the biggest festivals, we have to invite the world like <laughs> to Leipzig in a way. And people need to see that. And yeah, it's like, yeah, it's, it's quite important for us like to, to meet everybody and like to show the work. And I think it's, it's like, the German comic scene is, is is on a good track, I would say. Like, yeah, like the work gets more recognized and recognized, and like, yeah, but it's it's moving slowly, like <laughs> <laughs> like a caterpillar, I would say. <laughs> um, now is this the first year that this the this comics part will be happening, or is oh no no, it's actually like the the fifth. Like, oh okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's I mean. We are seven people organizing it, and we're all friends, and everybody is an artist, so we're we're not great at organizing anything, but uh, it always like at the end works quite well, and like yeah. So and yeah, you... and this year we have yeah we have Gina Winbrand from Chicago, Patrick Kai from Toronto, and then three Chinese artists like um, Yan Song, Yida, and Pigao, and it's all like all of them are like. Of course, known among the peers, but like not really known in, in Europe or Germany, like the work. So, and they're really, also, like, and they're also one thing is, is uh, I'm not so familiar with the Chinese artists, but like Patrick and Gina are both making very modern comics, like their folks working right now, which kind of excites me to have, see them as guests, unless like the older established cartoonist who can kind of rest on the laurels, like these are folks really. Yeah, yeah. Games. I mean, we, we we want people also like. I mean, we are all in our like 
whatever, like late 20s, early 30s. And it's always more fun to invite people, you know, like yeah. your age, <laughs> because 